Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest episode of The Dairy Isle. It's me, your incredibly not sick host, Eli. And with me, as always, the not sickest person in the industry, James Mazzarato, everybody. Dude, I totally thought, again, you were going to say, it's your boy, Elias. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, me. It's a- your boy. <laughs> it's your man, Exhibit, X to the Z. Sub. Uh, thank you for that illustrious intro as always. I am good. I am also uh, very corona-free and uh, on day 28, I believe, of quarantine. That's so. amazing that you can keep count like that. I uh, we've been doing. I, I thought it would be fun to do a post-apocalyptic day tally on the mirror in the kitchen. Oh wow! You know, just in case, if it does get that bad, people can find it and ask questions like, "Oh wow, look, this is where people were waiting for whatever was happening." Sure that in in accordance with video game law, that you leave randomly placed bullets and medical kits everywhere in your house. Oh yeah! If this thing gets worse, I'm writing fucking alive inside on the side of my house. You can't. Don't dead. Um, don't what? Don't dead. Open inside. Do you, do you know about this joke? No. <laughs> ever see the first episode of The Walking Dead? No. Have you ever seen The Walking Dead? Yeah. Okay. The first episode when this dude wakes up in the hospital? Yes, I remember this. And there's that door that has the chains on it holding in all the zombies. And they were trying to write, don't open, dead inside. But oh. Don't dead, open inside. And, like, the internet has never let them live that shit down. That's fucking awesome. How does someone not look at that and go, yeah, it doesn't look right? Yeah, I don't that know. Means- they fucked up. They fucked up. I hope they kick themselves in the fucking in the ass for that for the rest of time. No, that's fucking... I love that kind of shit. It just proves that even if you have millions of dollars to throw out a beautiful production, uh, there's always going to be some kind of fuck up. Yep. It's beautiful. Mm. So you're on day 28, huh? Day 28, yeah, man. Uh, the day after my birthday. Are you counting uh, Saturdays and Sundays? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know if you were counting like just days that you've been quarantined like from work. No, because on the weekends I go places. I go places all the time. Like we're always out of the house. So it's That's, like... It's wild. You know? Just stay home. Um, you what? You're supposed to stay home. You're supposed to stay home? I mean, we stay home and do plenty of things, but like... You know, we like going, visiting friends and going out, doing adventures and going to the beach and going friends. to places, going on vacations. Friends might be sick. Don't do that shit. I want to go all those places. Um, but yeah, so it's, um, it's been okay. It's a, I'm a little stir crazy. I'm not going to lie to you, but Final Fantasy VII has saved me so far. Well, I mean, one can get lost in the kingdom of Midgard. It has the power. I've played... I, it came out at midnight. I played from midnight to 5.30 in the morning, slept for like four hours, woke up, ate breakfast, and then played from 10 to 7.30. Wow. And then took a break because we had to watch Trolls 2, which was, by the way, if you haven't seen Trolls 2, pretty much an acid trip for children. Um, Roped into watching these terrible movies. Trolls 2 actually wasn't too bad. I, I don't mind the Trolls series. Like, the first one was, was, uh, wasn't too bad. It was all right. You just got to get a little, you got to get a little sideways, and then the movie, uh, the movie takes a whole new form. It's kind of nice. I see. Um, but yeah, and then I took, so we watched Trolls 2 and all that stuff, and then we finished everything at like 10 30, something like that. And then I played from 10 30 to 3 30. 
and then my body was like all right it's time to it's time to fucking sleep and i crashed till probably almost one today oh boy yep it's been a it's been a weird trip back to being 16 i was, say, I was like teen. high schooler again yeah it's like it's it, it's weird i was like how the fuck did i do this all the time well because you had a younger body back then you could handle it yeah oh and way less responsibility like i didn't have to worry about fucking 90 percent of the shit i have to worry about it ravished by the ravages of time yeah the ravages of time and adulthood old old wooden warship um but yeah what have you been playing uh i've been playing a mixture of call of duty uh grand theft auto online and animal crossing oh that's a great mix that's a solid uh menage a trois of games if I'm not shooting people in the face, I'm racing cars. And if I ain't doing that, I'm planting some trees. Oh, look at you planting some trees. Oh, is that what you do in Grand Theft Auto? You just race cars? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do a lot of racing. It's become like my racing simulator at this point because unfortunately for PlayStation, Gran Turismo fucking sucks and there's no good racing games out there. But as I've talked about in previous episodes, I'm a huge fan of Forza. And the problem with that is that no game holds a candle to that series for me. So, uh, you know, and I don't have an Xbox or a gaming pc so i'm kind of screwed on that one but whatever it is what it why is why don't you but what but what is wrong with forza i'm sorry nothing wrong with forza it's that there's no other racing game that i've encountered that matches the level of customization for cars the life experience that you get or just the feel of the game itself get you so when is, is are is there another forza in the, in the works i don't follow racing games much there is i just i don't have i haven't owned an xbox for like two or three years now so i don't really keep up with it anymore oh but whatever are you gonna do are you gonna upgrade uh, what to the ps5 yeah the, because all this all this talk is out with uh with the ps5 remote reveal which is basically a fucking xbox remote with the skin on it thing is that um, the ps4 is such a solid fucking console um that i mean the ps5 has to be something like so astronomically better than the ps i mean did you did you watch the the Mark Cerny presentation from what what was supposed to be the GDC pre- presentation of the of this? Be pretty powerful in comparison to the uh, to the PS uh, the PS4, um, and they're bringing in a lot of you know like new to console technology that consoles haven't really had before. Um, but it feels like a lot of people were saying online that it feels like just a gussied up PS4 Pro. Um, not not in any way, shape, or form. The capability that it's going to have with the solid state drives that they're going to be using is is I'm just literally leaps and bounds above what the PS4 can push out. Like the reason you have in PS4 games, you have those moments of like where you're walking really slow through a through a little tunnel is because they don't want to add a load screen, but they need something because the other half of whatever the fuck you're going to needs to load. Like with the way that they're establishing the architecture for the PS5, things are going to be able to load in literal real time as you're moving through them like you're not going to have any any load like you're not going to have any of that so all these big things that are happening these big set pieces don't have to be broken up anymore mm-hmm. all these things it just they're, what they were talking about was freeing it up to the developers and thinking about the developers first in that sense so that they can make the game they want to make without having to worry about okay well the architecture of the system only allows this much of the assets to load at one time. So we need to make sure that the player can't turn around it. Like, you know, all those little like puzzle pieces that they need to figure out. Um, they want to try to take those away and give them as much agency as possible. It actually, it was really, really, really encouraging for me. Um, who, Cause I was like, you, I wasn't sold on any of like next gen. I'm like, I don't know what next gen is going to do 
for me. But after watching the presentation, I was like, oh, this looks like there's actually something interesting that developers can now play with to get that new creative juice back into games and get like new experiences back in there that we haven't really had as, as normally much. at least for me I, I i usually wait about a year for the for a new console to come out um maybe oh, yeah, you do you do the year yeah just to get the first the first batch out into the wild and see how they do um and let them work out you know kinks and stuff um feel you kind of like what we did with the switch um and then that's it once i'm like okay well it's time to jump on on the you know the new console bandwagon um then i get on there i all i really want to see for the ps5 i would like to see a return to things like destiny and maybe them somebody coming out with a game like anthem but that actually works um oh my god i don't even want to talk about anthem we won't but i'm just saying that that's kind of what i'm looking for and i would like a developer at some point to release a racing game for the ps5 that doesn't blow dicks like something that's as good as forza if not better why don't you like turismo so gran turismo is it's like a it's like a pretty real racing simulator um it's up there with i would say i'd argue it's up there with things like assetto corsa and shit um where it's very real like it's not there's no element of arcadiness to it whatsoever and it's more about oh, okay. driving the stock car and seeing what that car in its OEM environment can do versus Forza, which the goal is to upgrade the car to the fucking stratosphere and yeah. just also the wall and have fun with it. Um, but you have to understand that my history with Forza goes from the release of Forza 1, the special, sorry, Forza 1, the special edition of Forza 2, the special edition of Forza 3, uh forza 4 as well then horizons 1 2 and 3 so i've so played every forza game i've almost played every forza game i'm missing forza 5 and 6 and horizon 4 um, that's a lot of forza games that's so it many is forza games. that dude that's that's all from xbox the first xbox through xbox 360 to the xbox one that's ridiculous. Yeah. I've never, I'm raising games that have ever been my thing. So I just didn't, uh, you, know. you know, it's, it's really the only thing that's like I'm lacking in life and in, <laughs> is a racing game. Yeah. I mean, if I had a good solid Forza in my life or something that was, you know, like 90% or 99% comparable, I'd probably be more entertained with video gaming, but whatever it is, what it is. Call You're of, playing a lot of like COD and stuff like that. Yeah? Call of Duty fills a, a pretty big void, and so does Gran Turismo every now and again. I mean, sorry, Grand Theft Auto. Um, nice. And Animal Crossing has been helping a lot. So, oh, do you like the the monotonous task uh, completion of Animal Crossing? I mean, it, it some of it is monotonous, but like I've, for instance, um, Nintendo did this very strange thing, which I'm not super cool with, but. Um, Essentially, the way it works is that if you have one Switch in your household, it doesn't matter how many copies of Animal Crossing you have. There is one island and one island owner per console. So, like, if oh. like you and Christy both have one Switch, like a, a Switch that you share between each other, and you, go buy, you both buy a copy of Animal Crossing, if you download it first, it's your island, not hers. She can just live on the island with you. Oh, so you need to have your own. That's fucked up. That's yeah, you have weird. to have your own Switch with your own copy of the game. Yeah, it's super obnoxious. That's so annoying. The islands are pretty big. Um, so 
what I ended up doing was I ended up joining Millie's Island and I uh-huh. cut away like one part of the island for myself. Um, and that's my little corner of the island. And then you, you harvest there, you do all your little things there. Most part, like I designed it with my own little aesthetic and stuff like that. I have my own little section of the beach. Um, and then the bottom that side beachfront of, property. How nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it's wonderful. Um, that little, the, the bottom part of my side of the island, we're turning it into an orchard or like, um, like sort of like a, almost like a plantation style type deal. Mm-hmm. So we've planted trees of every single fruit. And then later on when we get the terraforming and we can build like roads and dirt paths and stuff, then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll pretty it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty good. Millie's really enjoyed it. She has a huge group of friends and, and family that she plays with and they're always going to each other's islands and they're trading recipes and you know. Oh, that's really cute. I yeah. mean, that's the good thing about it, right? Is that you're kind of like living this little, you know, this little for like Millie got screwed out of her birthday because her birthday is on the 13th. Um, and we were going to do that, that big nineties themed birthday party here. Let's remember. And we can't do that anymore. So now all of her friends and her family are getting together to do a birthday in animal crossing for her. Oh, that's adorable. That's super cute. So, um, it's kind of nice that, you know, there's that option. It's very exciting. I was very, very tempted to get animal crossing for Christy because she used to well she always loved like all the farmville games all those like she loves resource management and stuff like that so i was like man if i get maybe i'll just download it for her today yeah just don't tell her anything be like hey here hand her the switch and be like i got you a gift be like try this out and let me know how you like yeah and also the up the upside is that you can also join her island so if you decide you're like hmm, i want to do something mindless and cute and just design stuff you can go in there and do it too so I just have to go to her profile and download it on her profile and it'll be her island? Yeah, it'll be her island. Like, she'll be the fucking mayor of the island. So she gets to decide, like, what uh, what Animal Crossing characters move into her island. Um, she gets to build, um, like, the... Uh, she gets to place, like, where the, the store is and where the, the uh, island, uh, the resident services building is and all that shit. Like, she gets to pick the layout of the island, all that stuff. So... Oh, I think our internet connection just took a shit. No, yeah, we're good. Your audio never cut. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's just your your video got a little glitch. Okay. Um, internet connection is unstable. Give it one second. There we go. Yellow, and now it's green. Yeah, yeah mine's green again, too. Um, it's definitely good. It's got some little, like, meh things about it, but Nintendo's very much paying attention to what the community says, so they've been making changes little by little, and that's been very pleasant. I'm sure they're very ecstatic about uh, the amount of people that are probably buying their game that probably weren't going to buy their game uh, considering that they're now in a quarantine. Yeah. No, this is the quarantine is probably the best thing that could have happened to Nintendo as far as Animal Crossing is concerned. Oh, for sure. Oh, and, and for Square Enix, like Final Fantasy coming out during quarantine too. Like, Yeah. Any video game that drops during the quarantine is like guaranteed. If it's like a, a known title, like they're guaranteed to make buku books. Yeah, you would have to because I mean you already have a lot. If they came out, you already had a lot of pre-orders anyway, so you had money that was already guaranteed. And then all the people who are still able to buy will probably just pick it up. Yeah, I feel you. So, what has been your favorite stuck-at-home quarantine activity so far? My favorite stuck-at-home quarantine activity right now it's it's Final Fantasy because it's taking up about uh, the entirety of my brain, but. I've been doing a lot of gardening projects. Uh, gardening and outside work has probably been my favorite thing just because it helps me to like separate work. Kind of like it, it's like I go outside to like get away from work. 
Um, so it's nice to have that outside space. We've been working a ton in it. I finally built that workbench that I've been telling, talking to you about. I saw the photo. It looked excellent. Did you like it? I love it. Looks good, right? It came out exactly how you, how you like pictured, like you drew it out for me in your head when we were at Home Depot. Exactly. Even to the, even the recessed little like support uh-huh. casing for the front. I was like, beautiful. That's how it's going to look. So now I'm going to build an upper, like I'm going to build a, a shelving box and then I'm going to attach that to the back of it. So I have a nice like little shelving section up top and I have a little section where we can hang tools. Did that, uh, like that. did that little jig thing that we bought? Uh, that- Bro, like a, like a charm. Good thing. Bro, you attach it, you just clamp it down with the, uh, with a vice and it gives you the perfect, you, you have to set it for whatever the thickness of the wood is and then how far you want to go. Um, but dude, just wank, wank, and it gives you these perfect diagonal pocket holes so you can do a, a perpendicular connection. And it, like, if you put wood glue, bro, that thing is like a new seam. That's it's like welded together. It's beautiful. That's amazing. Um, what are you going to, yeah, and then it hides it really well. What happened? What are you going to finish the table in like lacquer or stain or what? Yeah, I just got a lacquer. Okay. I just got a, a lacquer with uh, with sealer in it already. Sanded and, all that uh, thing? Yeah, that thing was pre-sanded before I ever put it together. It. So I'm going to give it one rough little sand again just to make sure like there's no particulate or anything on there and wipe it down really good. Um, and then, yeah, and then stain it up. And then I'll probably stain the, uh, the upper, like the shelving box separately. So that way, and then I'll attach it and fix any little, any little imperfections. But yeah, word. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that has been probably my favorite activity being stuck in quarantine has been that has been going and uh, going outside and doing a bunch of yard work. How about you? Uh, well, I haven't really been quarantined because I'm essential personnel. So I still have to go into work every day. Um, hey, at least you're essential though. That's nice. Yeah, um, I mean, we've essentially been doing fucking jack shit. So that's <laughs> wonderful because I've had Thursday was technically the eighth day in a row that they sent us home early um, because there was just nothing for us to do. So like we'd get there at seven, we'd stay in the warehouse until like almost nine. And then they'd be like, all right, well, go home guys. Sorry. We'll see you tomorrow. And so I'd just be like, okay, great. So I woke up at five in the morning for literally nothing. Thanks. Just to do absolutely dog shit. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I'd, I'd come home and I would just eat shit and play video games all day. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't have any real like, I don't have any real projects that I have to do around the house right now. And if I do, it's either a project that I need Millie because I need another hand, or it's something that I need to like go to Home Depot or Lowe's to pick up stuff. Mm. And I live with an eighty-four-year-old woman. I cannot be taking risks like going to Home Depot and shit. That is, yeah, that is the, uh, that is just the the shitty part, huh? And if Mill like like Mills gets like a regular cold and she's coughing for like two weeks, so I also cannot put her at any risk, like yeah. unnecessarily. Um, no, we've been uh, we've been doing everything we can to you know, even when we go out, we're following all the protocol and all that stuff, like the masks, gloves, all that good, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like if we got to change things up a bit, for sure. Oh, there it is. There's that quarantine yawn, or that bored ass quarantine yawn. But yeah, quarantine yawns. Um, yeah playing a lot of video games um just kind of doing what i normally do like do my chores cook clean hang out with the dogs uh research stuff online um but that's basically been it like my like my life like my little like my little sphere of influence at home and at work has not changed one iota since the quarantine 
So you feel like life hasn't changed that much for you so far during this quarantine? It's weird. It's like life changes, life changed for everybody else. And I'm like looking at it from the outside because it feels like nothing in my world has really truly changed. Uh, That's how Vinny felt because Vinny also was going to work up until this week that just passed. Right. Um, he said Monday he was working from starting, but he, uh, we were, you know, 18 days in. He was just like, it still feels like I'm still living my normal life. <laughs> still living my normal life. And that, mind you, it's kind of normal. Like on Friday, things changed a little bit because my, uh, my workplace furloughed like 20 something people from the warehouse floor. Oh, geez. Furloughing you guys for two weeks. Like we want you to know that your jobs are still secure. You have your jobs when you come back. If any of you have health insurance, we're going to keep giving you health insurance, but we just can't pay you for the next two weeks. Yeah. Like we literally don't have money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I'm sure that stung for a lot of them, but it is nice knowing that there's that light at the end of the tunnel, knowing like, oh, I don't have to look for a new job and I don't lose my health insurance if I have it. I just, I'm going to not, I'm going to be out a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe for, for two weeks, I mean, two weeks, maybe you could, yeah, it's not great, but maybe you Uber or something for two weeks and try to maybe, I mean, at our place, it's weird because we get paid every week, which is kind of strange. I don't like it, but it is what it is. Um, so I'm sure for some of them, it'll sting a little bit, but again, the fact that they can keep their job and keep their health insurance is, is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's if it stays at two weeks. Right, which we're hoping it does, but it's not so much because they're like, oh, we don't know how long you're going to be not having work. It's just that we estimate that that's how long it'll take for the product to finally get delivered to our, our warehouse so they can mm-hmm. get back to work doing what they normally do. Got it. So it's like, if there's no work for you to do, I can't pay you. Right. And then my team, which is the IT, the IT group, we are the ones that are being asked to stay. Um, Cause we have to start like getting a bunch of devices ready and shit like that for a rollout, even though rollout has been pushed six weeks back now, like to May sometime like that. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. And they've just been pushing it back like little by little. And then finally, I think like a week or so ago or a week and a half ago, they're like, you know what? We're just going to push it back a whole six weeks to like the beginning or middle of May or something. God damn. Yeah. But they said, we're going to hear back again at the end of April. Or no, sorry, by April 20th, we're supposed to hear if they've, if they've moved the schedule back again. This has been such a weird time for like literally everyone. What are you doing? I don't, I'm trying to balance this on my, on my knee. Um, just because the lighting was bothering me. But this has been such a weird time for everyone in like every conceivable industry everywhere. Oh yeah, dude. Like everyone's just been trying to like do damage control and figure out how they're how they're going to keep doing what they were doing in this fucking super weird time yeah this has been like like i said i'm looking at this like from the outside in because i'm seeing how it affects other people and it's like like okay uh today i went to go do groceries right and Mm -hmm. i mean i've already done groceries once before so I know the I know the drill. You put on a mask, you put on your gloves, um, and you just try to keep your distance from people. That's all you can do. You know, um, you follow the rules and you hope that everybody else around you does as well. But I went today to to go do groceries, and I cannot tell you how many people I saw just me walking around, no gloves, no mask, like everything's fucking honky dory. And I'm like, you fucking idiots! Like, don't oh, yeah you don't have a mask because you could just fucking wrap a shirt around your head. Like, bro, that, and that's what they're telling people too. They're like, yo, a shirt, a scarf, 
any dude anything like if you have one of those fucking masks because you're a construction worker like wear those like anything that just covers your mouth and thing but there were just people walking around no gloves no mask and i'm like damn dog i I don't know how you do it not giving a hot fuck yeah not a single fuck was given that day um but But it's a we have like a protocol here at the house now where like when somebody does groceries you have to call whoever's home to open all the doors for you and then you come drop off the bags throw away your gloves and then go upstairs and shower immediately and throw all your clothes in the in the in the hamper so we do like a full decon procedure um no infection getting in the house yeah i mean we don't go crazy like we still like we do our best to like clean the the door handles and everything like that after somebody comes home from from the grocery or whatever but outside of that bro everything's normal like we still walk our dogs like normal we feed them like normal we still hang out we talk shit we go to work like it's weird it's kind of like um i don't know it's like when you're living i guess this might be an analogy that only like people in florida can understand but it's kind of like when there's a hurricane coming directly out of south florida and we're all like oh shit everybody get ready and then it swerves suddenly northwards towards like northern florida or the carolinas oh yeah and you're seeing what it's doing to those states and you're just like wow that fucking sucks dude but like yeah and you're sitting here with four cases of water like well yep I bought way too much toilet paper. (laughs) This is a problem. (laughs) And we're back. Sorry about that pause, ladies and gentlemen. We had a Zoom interruption. Apparently, we're only allowed or able to record for roughly 40 minutes at a time um so we had to take a quick yep. went and got myself a drink James, unless, comfortable unless you want to pay daddy some money and then we can record for as long as we want is that how zoom works yeah if you pay daddy money you could talk for as long as you want but if not it's 40 minutes <laughs> or daddy's gonna come in here and beat the shit out of you <laughs> Where's my give daddy's money <laughs> a dark real fast <laughs> um i, I want yeah, zoom is done um i'm really really sorry to all of our listeners that we've been radio silent for so long that this sort of came out of nowhere and since we're not super well versed at podcasting just yet despite what you may have heard um it was a process of not only James figuring out about like working from home and being quarantined and then me figuring out what was going on with my new job and all that stuff. Um, it was also a matter of like learning how to podcast from home because we can't be together for the actual recording. Um, that being said, if the audio quality is good enough and we're happy with the final product, then by the time you hear this, we'll probably have already started planning how to do more regular episodes once again. Um, yeah, get back on get back on the schedule again. And then, you know, whatever. In the meantime, we'll just have to live with whatever audio quality this solution produces until finally everything normalizes and we can get back to providing you guys not only the quality of audio, but the quality of content that you're used to hearing from us. So thank you. Yeah, I think I think I would hope our audience audience understands that uh, it it is quite a uh, tumultuous time. And uh, that requires adaptation and patience and stuff. And we're, uh, we're glad that we have the opportunity to do this. 
um, at the very least, if this is what the next you know month looks like of of episodes, that's fine with us. Um, which is this episode? I guess one more episode. Or oh god, I can see Millie. Oh fuck. Oh god. Oh god, the producer. Oh god. Everybody, put on your uniforms. Lies, put your dick away. So- um. <laughs> on over, please. You're already here. You hold- yeah, you're ready in in the shot. She's about to be more in the. Oh, God, look at her. Oh, my God. Wow. Way to not fully commit to entering a room. <laughs> come on over. Come on over. Come on over. Baby. Come on over. What is she doing? I don't know, but does she not realize that I can just turn the fucking screen? Ever You're on camera. Hi. Oh, my God. <laughs> super, super polite. Ah. <sighs> It does this sometimes. The connection gets a little weird. He can I like, but by the way, I like the perpendicular uh, table setup. Yeah, I'm hoping that I'm just an idiot because the reason that we couldn't figure out the audio the last time was because I forgot to connect the recorder, or the uh, the mixer to the computer because I'm a moron. Um, so, wait, the audio for what last time? So we tried to record an episode when the quarantine first started, like just Millie and I. Yes. Put something out there before we knew that we could do the whole Zoom thing. Um, and we kept trying to record. I was like, why does this sound like shit? We kept fucking with a gain and everything. And it turns out that I am apparently on the spectrum and I forgot to attach the mixer to the computer. So, I'm in <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I am better than I think. So, it was using like the computer's mic, and that's why it sounded like shit. <laughs> it's the computer's mic from far away. Mics. So, we were just like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Like Owen Wilson trying to get the files out in Zoolander. <laughs> the files are in the computer. In the computer. They're in the computer. What are you doing? Hold on. Of what? Uh huh. Can you not? I don't know, honey. What are you doing? Hey, what you doing? All right, James, do me a favor. Talk. Talk, 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 talk. Everybody going to talk. Everybody want talks. You want to talk. I want to talk. Uh, You want to talk. I want to talk. Uh, He want to talk. She want to talk. Uh, 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 uh. Was that good? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Hello. Oh God, you're wearing KRKs. Yeah. So you can okay, so you connected it so you can hear both of us now? Yeah. I mean I can hear you. I can't hear me talking, but Oh well. I know the words are coming out. What if I just do the rest of the podcast like this, just talking into it like it's a like it's a weird droopy dick. I mean the audio quality has not diminished, so is it gonna be distracting for you if I just talk? Not really. Talk about my day like this. I mean, as long as you don't talk sensually like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> What's this shit that's big on TikTok? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb. Can I get a hug? <laughs> can, I, can I get a hug? <laughs> Bro, TikTok is stupid. <laughs> Dude, TikTok has been saving my life, comically speaking. It's vines. It's vines I, all over again. 
glad. And I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad a whole new generation gets to have Vine again. Bro, Vine was great. I loved Vine. Vine was excellent. And I'm glad that it was like short-lived. Like, here, we're going to have this for a little bit. And then that's it. It's gone. Bye. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was what? Like, three years? Three it was years like, yeah, years? like two or three years of Vine. And then that's it. And then it was all gone. So, we'll see how long uh, the Chinese-owned TikTok lasts. Is it Chinese? Yes. Yeah, totally owned by the Chinese. Oh, fucking that. Oh, that's not going to last at all. Yeah. Yeah, get out of here, you fucking fucker. <laughs> you better be happy. Yeah, that's what I told her. <laughs> he said, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you're a lovely woman. He hopes you have a prosperous life. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, um, I had a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Tell me. Okay. Now that we're back in it, what is this question? So... I am in the process of buying a car for myself. Okay. I finally saved up some money. I've been hunting mm-hmm. on Craigslist because I'm too poor to buy a new car. Um, and I don't, I don't have that kind of bread. Really to- quick. Is this, is this a project car or is this like a, like a car for you? to A regular daily. Um, oh, okay. It's going to become my project car and that like, I'm obviously, you know me, I'm going to modify the shit out of it and enjoy it and make it my own. Um, yeah. But obviously, I'm not going to rice it out or anything. No, yeah, I didn't think you were going to. I just thought you were going to make whatever changes you were going to make. All right. So um, I'm looking at picking up the ultimate hairdresser car, a Miata. It'll be my second Miata that I've had in my life. Um, I was actually going to say, were you thinking about doing a Miata? Because I knew you had worked on one before because you haven't. Yeah, so now I'm going to do another Miata now. Um, so my first Miata uh, was a 1997 uh, NA2. Um, so it was the second, the second version of the first generation. Um, okay. so it just, it just came with better everything. Um, yeah, it, like a bigger motor, better transmission, better differential, better brakes, all the fun stuff. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but it had a lot of like little issues with it at the time that I was either too poor or too dumb to fix. Um, which looking back on it now, I kind of regret not you know, diving deeper into it, but whatever it was, it is what it, what it is. Um, mm-hmm. I actually made more money selling it than what I spent on it, which is kind of nice. Um, but I, I barely put miles on it. I think I bought it with 115,000 miles on the odometer. And when I sold it, I think I sold it at 123,000 miles. So, Oh wow. Yeah. So you didn't drive it much at all. No, because at the time I was working and going to Miami Dade. So I would literally just like drive to my friend's house, drive to school, and drive home and then you know i had a part-time job so i would drive to work you know two or three days a week and work was right down the street at at a uh, dateland so i would just drive to okay work, and that's it um but uh no this one's gonna be a little different um the one i'm looking at right now is the first version of the second generation so this will be uh an N- an nb1 um so i think it's gonna be a 99 or a 2000 um and uh I've looked at a few. They're they're a little overpriced, but surprisingly, this whole quarantine has caused people to sort of lower their prices a bit because they just you know like they need oh for sure yeah have to get rid of the car. Uh, so I'm looking at one right now. I found one on OfferUp, and I've been talking to the guy back and forth, just getting more pictures and just coordinating. Uh, he's up in I think somewhere in North Florida, like Hollywood or something in that area. So, um, but I wanted to ask you. What was your first car ever? 
my first car oh like my like that was mine like what was your first set of wheels like whether you bought it or was given to you or gifted like what was your first set of wheels ever my first set of wheels uh was a 90 i want to say it was the 96 centra you had a 96 or a 97 huh you had one too huh? yeah i had a 96 centra really had one my it was my mom's car for forever uh and then they had just kept it and they were like well we'll just give it to to jimmy when he you know needs a car and i was like 18 and um and i remember i went to my mom's they had just my stepdad had just done the brakes he had changed the oil um the only thing that was uh, wrong with it was it was the alignment was off so it it uh pulled to the right a little bit uh qu- quite a bit it was it was a pretty big pull um but yeah but that was it so i went and i uh, i picked it up after work uh got it and then went and picked my friend up from his job that same day like i picked it up from my from my mom's house went over grabbed him uh and then about 4 hours later i crashed on the turnpike and told and totaled and totaled the 96 centra hold on how did you crash on a turnpike in a car <laughs> arguably maybe make it down like downhill it can hit 100 miles an hour how so i uh so like i said it would it would pull to the right so the i had to honestly it was like like 10 degrees of turn to the left to like keep it straight um and we were getting close to our exit because we i had picked my friend up after getting my car because we were going to go to a show in orlando um which was for the dead weather and it was the house of blues and he had an extra ticket and he was like hey you want to go and i'm like yeah for sure i just got a car i'm getting a car tomorrow so well we'll drive up it'll be fun uh and we were getting close to our exit so i went i went and I grabbed my phone from the center console just to pull it up and check what my exit was and i was going around a, a corner i was making it was like a like a gentle left curving you know, like a highway curve hmm. toward the left but i guess in that moment not paying attention i just turned too close to the wall because i was in the left lane and when i look up i'm like about to touch the wall and i overcorrect to the right um so i start to lose control and then i overcorrect to the left and that's what like takes me totally out of control and i veer directly the last thing i remember is driving straight into like that dirt ditch mm-hmm. uh next you know on the on, on the highway and then right into the metal i remember going headfirst into the, the one of the guardrails oh nice and uh yeah and thinking i was like oh i'm gonna go through this through the other one into opposing traffic because there's no way because i'm going at this point i'm going like 80 miles an hour down the hall down the highway nice and i'm like there's no way this is gonna hold me this is to stop like side swipes or something like that oh oh no that shit held all of me <laughs> it uh it held me and i spun and i hit it again and then i spun and the car finally stopped um but i hit it so hard that i my air compressor was on like the other side of the turnpike it was on like the southbound side of the turnpike nice um my entire front end was crushed in the car caught fire um but you and your friend were okay yeah no we were good i actually didn't have literally anything wrong with me i had i had maybe like a a scrape on the inner part of my of my arm which is now covered by a tattoo nice um but yeah he had i think he fractured like one or two metacarpals but it was like they were like hairline fractures not bad he's uh, definitely um definitely what definitely got it worse than you did 
yeah no definitely got worse than me um but yeah and then we waited for my stepdad to drive up <laughs> three hours uh four hours to come get us so how how excited must they have been yeah so that that's my first car experience i had my first car for about six hours and uh and then i totaled it nice that must have been exciting you know i do what i do my brother was faster he got his car and i think he totaled it his like half an hour half how do you you know we're not good drivers you know we're good talkers we're not good drivers hey you know what everybody has a skill everyone does have a skill and i've become a much better driver since then but yeah yeah uh, yeah it also didn't help that my only experience was like driving every once in a while with christy and then that's it (laughs) that was how much driving experience i had by the time i was 18 because I, I had gotten in so much trouble when I was younger that my parents were like, yeah, we're not giving you a fucking license to, to drive around the city and just leave. Like, no, I'm not going to let you be raucous and rowdy on the streets of Miami, Florida. You can't even fucking be trusted in the house. What do you mean? Legally? So, uh, so yeah. So to have freedom. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. So, uh, so I just got to my practicing with Christy and, uh, and then I went to go take the driving test. And pass because in Miami you don't actually have to know how to drive to get a driver's license. Yeah, you just have so, to show up. That's it. Yeah, as long as you, they're like, oh, oh, you're here for your appointment. Yeah. Oh, here's your here's your license. Sign right here. Can you point out into that field and tell me which of those objects is a car? It'll literally just be a parking lot with one car, and it'd be like that that over there. That's the car. <laughs> like, well, I mean, shit. I don't know what else. That's like the highest score we've seen all week. Go ahead. Uh, Sign right. Good. I mean, maybe you could start running the department. Yeah, we have an opening. <laughs> yeah, no, getting getting a license done here is is less of a test and more of a transaction than anything. If you get my drift. Yeah, it's like going to CVS and buying some peanuts or some shit. Yeah, I don't know why I specifically go to CVS for peanuts, but I go to CVS for peanuts. No, they have good. Where else are you going to go to for peanuts? Because I can tell you right now that supermarkets don't sell peanuts. Supermarkets do sell peanuts. What are you talking about? When, when and where? Supermarkets. What type? Well, what type of peanuts are we talking about? Like with the shell and everything? Yeah, dog. Yes, in produce. You you must have a very nice supermarket near you because the one next to me does a shit in produce. They've got like four platanos and about twelve kiwis. That's all they got. Oh my god! Did they model it after the Bahamas? What the fuck? Must have. <laughs> um, what's it called? No, man. There's, yeah, they're in like the they're with where all the produce is, like next to where they're, all their artisanal nut treats are, like their chocolate covered almonds, all their bullshit. Oh, because you shop at Publix. Yes. Where do you shop? Congratulations. I shop where it's a pleasure. Where do you shop? Start with this. Congratulations on the money. Um, <laughs> nah, dog. Uh, no, because the crypt keeper lives with us, and she's you know a hundred years old. She wants things that no other stores have. So we have to go to like Presidente and Navarro, and then we have to go to fucking Freco y Mas. So, you know. Oh, so it's like I want shit from the island. Yeah, basically, that you can only get from the island. Fucking piece of shit. So, like, it's it's a pleasure to go to Publix always because I'm like, oh okay, I can shop with normal people. Thanks, and they have everything I need. Like, oh, look at all the things that I that I can use here. Yeah, no, at the other one, like, you go to fucking Presidente and you're like, hey, I need some pork. They're like, well, there's a live pig in the back. You want to just go slaughter it yourself? You're like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's not the service I was expecting, but thank you. Presidente <laughs> is a wet market. Dude, yeah, there's just a bunch of, like, chickens running around and shit. I'm like, no wonder the coronavirus almost killed us. Look at you motherfuckers. 
There's a bat in here, I'm sure. You guys are fucking trying to do your own fucking coronavirus in here. Ridiculous. COVID-20. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's like all the time traveler memes. Be like, have the zombies showed up yet? Be like, the what? <laughs> like, oh, well, gotta go. Oh, boy. The zombies showed up yet. So, wow. Um, what about your first car? What was your first car? Getting back to cars. Uh, my first set of wheels that belonged to me was my grandfather's car that he could no longer drive when he got sick. Um, I got a 1996 Sapphire White Buick Park Avenue Supercharged. This God damn. A literal yacht. Okay. If you don't believe me of the size of this car, I want you to go online and I want you to search a white 1997 or 1996 Buick Park Avenue. You don't even have to put the supercharged one because it looks identical. All right. Just look for a white one. Mine even had the luggage rack on the trunk lid. Um, when I tell you that this car had more ashtrays than seatbelts, I'm not kidding. More ashtrays than seatbelts? Yep. Mind you, this, well, I mean, this is a car that seats five people. So minimum, this thing had six ashtrays and only four doors. Riddle me that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's important that you don't get ash all over your beautiful Park Avenue interior. Well, let me tell you, because to this day, I can still remember where each and every single ashtray in that car was. Ready? Let's go, everybody. So you had an ashtray in the door card of every single door. The back seat mm -hmm. had a fold-down armrest with two ashtrays in it. Not one big one, one for each person. And then mm -hmm. the, uh, the center console in the front, which wasn't really a center console because you had, a, you had the, um, the, the lever uh, shifter on the, on the stock of the... Mm -hmm the steering column, right beneath the air conditioning controls, there were two pop-out um, ashtrays. And then underneath the glove box, there was a pull-out ashtray. Yep. I don't know if this was like some sort of car that GM built at the time. They're like, what if we make a car specifically for the Italian mob <laughs> and Russian gangsters? <laughs> and Do you think it'll take off? Yeah, and that's what they produced. Um, the interior was rich Corinthian leather, um, styled in a wonderful like bluish gray color, uh, which literally looked oh, that's awesome. Like it, it just looked like the most like early '90s corporate thing you've ever seen. Like that is the most oh. I've ever seen in my entire life. Beautiful. I have literally never sat in a more comfortable car than that. That car was like literally sitting in a couch. Um, the suspension. Was it a full bench seat, or was it like so solo seat? No, it was solo seats. Oh, okay. The the suspension was the softest thing I've ever experienced in a car. I mean, it was almost like an off roader in how much suspension travel it had. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, like you'd go over bumps and you wouldn't feel it because it had independent suspension, but the suspension was mega soft where you'd really feel the suspension was when you'd make like a sharp turn and the amount of body roll in that fucking yacht was incredible. I felt like I was going to flip the car over on its side. Yeah. Um, however, if you heard me mention the original title of this car, I said a very specific word. I said that it was supercharged. Supercharged. And I literally meant that. So not only did it have the Buick 3.8 liter V6 that produced like only like 190 something horsepower, this bitch was supercharged up to like almost 300 horsepower. Um, oh, nice. 
from 1996 and I got it in like 2007, this car had no traction control whatsoever. So in the rain, I had to like literally like let the car coast up to like 10 miles an hour and then gently get on the power. Cause if not, I would just spin tire. Are you fucking serious? Put it to you this way in the dry, like on just straight dry asphalt, I could be doing 10 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour. And if I put my foot to the floor while moving, the car would literally just spin all of first and second gear. Yeah. And she was a fast bitch too for as, as big as she was. Dude, I could get on the highway and do like 110 cruising. Oh, yeah, for sure. Easy. And, you know, it, it had the, the gas mileage of a Kuwaiti oil fire. But, I mean, it was okay. Like, I... I measured. It was just enough, just enough gas to get to the next gas station. Up one more time. Pass everything but the gas station, so that was nice. Um, the trunk space was like a fucking TARDIS. Like it was like a warehouse inside of that trunk, um, and it leaked oil like a sieve. So, but th- that was my first set of wheels. How long did you have it? God, I don't even know. I think I had it for like a year and a half. And then, oh, that's it. So yeah, I go to work one day and I go to put the car in reverse to leave the house and the transmission, like the transmission lever gets stuck. Like it doesn't want to get, it like got stuck between park and reverse or like park or neutral or some shit like that. And it wouldn't want to go back into park or come down into reverse. Uh, my dad at the time was home and he goes, oh, well, let's see if the transmission, like if the, if the steering column has like a transmission lock like a little button that you can press to unlock the transmission. No. Yeah. Didn't have one. Um, so. A transmission lock? Have you ever been, uh, I think your, I think your car has it because your, your shifter is in the center console, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think that if you look at where your shifter is, there's going to look like there's going to be like a little piece of plastic, like a little door that you can like pop open, like a screwdriver, your key. Mm-hmm. In there, there's like a little like button or a switch that you're supposed to depress with another screwdriver and it will unlock the, the shifter so the shifter can move freely into any gear it wants. Oh, why would you want to do that? I think it's made specifically for people who are towing a car and don't have the keys to turn it on and put it into neutral. Oh. Yeah, I think that I'm pretty sure that's what it's for. That makes sense. So that way if like you're also if you're repoing a car or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it was a good car. I mean, it had its quirks, but I miss it. It was a big boat. And I was, I, I hey, man. cigarettes at the time and I, I used to smoke in the car, obviously not hot boxing. I'd lower all the windows and I wouldn't even use any of the ashtrays. I would just like hang my cigarette outside of the car because I, I didn't want the car to smell like cigarettes. But what yeah, same is that it invariably ended up smelling like cigars instead so it was like just the manliest smelling car you've ever been inside of it just smelled like old like yo cigars who's the 62 year old cuban animal that's about to fucking walk out of that car yeah and then my fucking 129 pound ass fucking would just like saunter at the age of what 17 18 years old like and the thing oh yeah all limbs so at that age i was i was i weighed less then than i do now so i got out of that shit like slender man like they were like what the fuck it's like hit it out <laughs> like did you see that piece of linguini that drove up in the fucking park avenue 
for sure girls being like, who is that spaghetti noodle of a man that just wrote up? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Just, oh my God. Call him Barillo because I want him in my fucking song. I want to be his meatball. Mm. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Super gross. At least you had yours for longer than I had mine. Well, I think you might have set like a land speed record for how long you had a car for. <laughs> for fucking up, fucking up first cars. That was amazing. Every time I tell that story, I never meet anyone who is like, oh, I've done that. They're always like, what? <laughs> how? So what, what like, preceded what? The, uh, the Central? What was after that? Uh, the Mazda 6. You had a Mazda 6, really? Yeah, Christy's old Mazda 6. When she got a new car, she gave me the Mazda 6. Oh, what did she so I use that for? Wow, that's when she got the. Um, that's when she got the charger. Oh, what? So she had a first generation Mazda six, huh? I don't know if it was first gen. It might have. What year was this? I think it was a two thousand four. Yeah, that's or eight. Yeah, if it's oh four, that's got to be. I think it was 08. I don't know. But it was... it. Man, let me tell you what. I've never had more problems with a car than with a fucking Mazda. Jesus Christ. Um, that car was a nightmare. We had to change the entire transmission out. And then we fucking sold it. And I got my Nissan. And then I had my Nissan. And then it died. And then we brought it back to life. And then now my brother drives that Nissan. And I have a BMW... Yeah, you definitely had the first generation. First generation was 2002 to 2008. Oh, yeah, that was a, it was a first gen. Okay. Damn, and you had to replace the transmission on it? Oh, yeah, it was, it was horrendous. AC stopped working. It was bad. No, unacceptable. And then you got the Ultima. And, uh, would you like- and then I got the Ultima. Hold on, because I can't let you go on without this. Would you like to tell the folks about how that one time you decided that your Ultima was actually a Ford Raptor and you went off-roading one morning? Oh my God. Uh, my, my, uh, yeah, my Nissan decided to climb a fucking rock one morning. Uh, I was on the way to work actually. And I had just, I, w- I had like a breakfast sandwich because I was running a little late. So I'd hopped in the car. I was eating and I'm like driving with my knee because I had just made a right from where my house is, from where the, my old townhouse is. Like there's three houses on each side of this little offshoot of this, the main road that runs through the complex. So I pulled out from there, made a right, and then I'm on that main road. But that main road has these big pieces of coral boulder um, set along the like the edge of the grassy bit, so that way no one drives through or parks on on the grass parts because of people's houses. Um, so I'm just I'm you know I'm, I grab my phone, I'm selecting what song I'm gonna play. I'm just being an asshole, I'm not paying attention. The, the car is idling; it's not even going. You know, I'm not, my, my foot's totally off the, off the gas. It's over the brake. Um, but I'm like looking up, looking down, eating with my fucking other hand, driving with my knee. And all of a sudden, as I'm about to pick a song, I feel myself hit something. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. And I feel the car go up and I'm like, oh, what the fuck happened? And I guess, I don't know how I did it, but I guess when I, I, I veered off the road clearly uh, and hit one of those big coral boulders, but I guess it was like the perfect shaped coral. Um, and I maybe turned the wheel because when I hit it, maybe I turned the wheel at the perfect time. But my car on the passenger side hopped up on the coral and drove all the way till the car was on its frame, and I, and I couldn't, I couldn't move it. 
So it was just, it was just front end of the car up on a rock. And I, and I tried so hard to get it off. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I'm going to have to call Christy. So I'm like, babe, she's like, oh, did you forget something? When I opened the door, I'm like, no, I have to, do we still have AAA? And she's like, yeah, why? What happened? And I'm like, I got, I got the car stuck on a rock. And she was like, what? And I'm like, just come see. It'll, it'll be better if you, if you look. And she walked outside and she started laughing at me so fucking hard. <laughs> she fell to her knees in the grass and couldn't fucking get a question now for like a solid minute. I was like, it's okay. You can just keep laughing at me in public in front of all of our neighbors. It's fine. Oh, I mean, what else are you going to do at that point but laugh? Cause, uh, oh, for, oh, dude, when the tow truck guy got there to take my car off the rock, he stopped. the, the I saw him through the windshield because I was standing by my car. And I could see his face as he drove up. He looked at the car and like looked at me and he was like squinty. head, like, what the fuck happened? Like, how did you do this? And he got out of the car. He's like, Oye, mano, pero, pero ¿qué pasó? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, don't have to, I don't have time to explain. Just get it the fuck off the rock. Just get it off the rock. And he got it off the rock. And hey, guess what? It was perfectly fine. Yep. And it then survived. wait, stop driving it after that? Um, why did I stop driving it after Oh, so I was driving my car a lot. And uh, I was spending a lot of money on tolls and gas and stuff. And then Christy got another job. Uh, that's when she got the pro translating job and we realized that we could carpool because my uh my job was doing a shuttle service from the train station like all this was happening at the same time so i decided like well i'll save on gas i'll save on you know i'll uh save on miles for the car i don't have to you know do anything like that so i just let it sit there after that when we started carpooling and then i wasn't really using it oh and then i think i didn't like i i canceled my insurance on it or something like that. It's like, well, I'm not going to use it, so I'm not going to have insurance. So I didn't have insurance on it, but I did also didn't drive it. And then when I went to go, um, when I went to go, you know, actually use it, I had left it for too long, and then we revived it. We did. We did. We did some serious revival surgery there. Oh, we did so much revival surgery there. It was nuts. Change. What else did we do? We did oil change, air filter, cabin air filter, tires. Um, I think we did everything short of spark plugs that day. Yeah, pretty much. Like all the all the all the fluids were changed out. I think, dude. I remember when that shit started up for the first time. I think I swear to I. I think you jumped like almost a clear foot off the ground. Oh, for sure. I was super happy. I was so excited. Well, especially because like I needed to get this thing up and running, and I had also I was like, "Fuck, man! I really, really like left a car sitting in a fucking park and like in my driveway for what was it like two years almost." Um. And she came back. Like not using it. She came back. Yeah, great. Yeah, because my brother drives it all the time. It's fun. Yeah, it's perfectly good. I mean, I just remember how like the layer of grime that had formed on that car when we were cleaning it. Oh yeah, it was disgusting. It was oh my like, god, it was like a, it was layers. Job at one point. <laughs> yeah, no, legitimately, it was like black almost, and then the gunmetal gray that the car was. God, that was so good. And I remember that when we cranked. Up, the AC was freezing cold. Yeah. The AC worked. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, that was an adventure. That was an adventure with that. That Nissan went through a lot. And I'm glad it's still kind of in the family because my brother has it. So that's good. And he and he didn't crash it in 30 minutes. So, you know, good for him. He 
didn't. He crashed the one before it. You got to learn somehow. There you go. Yeah, we do. We always do better with our second ones. <laughs> so what did you get after the Ultima? Because I know that you guys got rid of the Charger as well because the Charger was on like its last legs. Yeah, we got, we got the Beamer. What BMW did you get? Have I not talked about it on the show before? Um, I got, we got the BMW X1, the 2016 BMW X1. Nice. Was it a? It was. Uh, did you get any package on it? Like any specific trim package? No, I didn't get it from Beamer. I got it. I got it used from uh, from H. Greg. Oh, okay. Um, but it still had its. Uh, it still had warranty on it. I think it had like two years warranty on it still because it was a lease vehicle. And uh, I transferred it over to me when I got the car. So we had a. Uh, I think we still have it for another few months. Um, because it's been almost. It's been like a year and a half. Already that you've had the car. We got the car. I think so. There's no way it's been that long, really. I have to ask Christy, but yeah, I think it's already. Been, I think it's definitely been a year. Yeah, I think it's definitely has. been a year. It does not feel like a year. I. It doesn't feel like a year at all. Jesus. I feel like yeah, I know it's it's fucking nuts. Yeah, and then with this year on pause, I don't even know what this year feels like. Yeah, that's that's a little wild. Is that crazy? Yeah, that's that's Jesus Christ. That time flies, huh? Dude, that's unacceptable. <laughs> it's an unacceptable amount of time passage. I'm writing a strongly worded letter to time. <laughs> By the way, hey, Senor Kronos. doing it all right and we're back from that final pause thank you for your patience ladies and gentlemen so when we left off james was telling us about uh his uh already one and a half year old uh purchase of his bmw x1 no yeah what is i can't believe it had been that much time what's been your favorite part about owning your first foreign car um like what sells the car for you more than anything now having owned it for that length of time performance um performance and and just overall feel uh the car just feels it's another level of it's just another level it's like when it's like the difference when you get into you know like a basic civic and then you get into you know like a like a a really nice accord like you just it's just a different it's a different thing it's a different level of car there's more you're just getting one yeah so i had um so yeah just, i mean the overall performance for a car of that size and an engine of that size um is you know incredible one of the things that moving from the charger that i was like not really very happy on compromising was speed and, and acceleration um and just you know overall driving performance because i like the way that the charger handled and i like that like if you needed to fucking gun it you gun it like i like having that power right. um so it was one of those things that uh that I knew BMW had, you know, even in their, you know, smaller engine cars and I watched a bunch of videos on it and a bunch of reviews and stuff like that of the overall cabin space and and it just all of it kind of sold me. I love the look of it. I like the way the exterior looks. I like how kind of low profile it is, but at the same time has it's like spacious. You know, it's still an SAV. Right. So, uh, so yeah, but it that 
is genuinely probably been the best part. It's just like just the overall car of it, you know? No, no, no word. Yeah. Also having an infotainment system is nice. Yeah, just a little bit. And BMW has massively improved their infotainment system. Yeah. I think it used to be called, I don't know what it's still called. I think it used to be called iDrive. Um, but It's still iDrive. Okay, yeah. iDrive from like the like a long time ago, I think when BMW got their first like big design revival through, I think his name was, I don't know. If, no, I don't think it was Chris Harris, but um, I think it was Chris something. Um, Chris Hansen? Definitely not. Um, I thought maybe he was into more than just pedophiles. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I think it was, I think, oh no, it was Chris Bangle. Um, yeah, he uh he worked for BMW for a while. I don't know if he's still there. Um no, yeah, it was in 09 that he quit BMW. Um but that generation that that he was part of that he helped design like all of the new BMWs uh in the like the early to mid 2000s like the iDrive at the time was just ugh, terrible. Like it was just menu after sub menu after sub menu. Just still be like, I want to just change the volume, please, God. Yeah, can I please, please? I just want to make all the sound come from the rear to the front. Yeah, just it was a nightmare. But I mean, it, I still think the best infotainment system is CarPlay. Oh, like uh, like Apple CarPlay. Yeah, I love Apple CarPlay. Like Honda does it really well. Yeah, Honda's Honda looks great. Yeah, Honda's is really good. Hyundai is pretty good too. I like it. I'm I'm currently testing it out in my in my sister's car that she's lending me. Um, she's got I think like a 2018, I think a 2018 Kona. Um, really nice crossover by the way. If anybody's thinking about picking one up, it's a pretty damn good little car. Um, surprisingly, my favorite in-car infotainment system of all time has to be the one in the in modern Jaguars. Is I mean, what, oh. Oh, modern Jaguars? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> well, when I say modern, I mean like when Jags had like their their redesign revival with like the XJ and the XF and all that shit like in like the mid-2000s, like 2012, 2014 around there. Their like out-of-the-box infotainment system was miles ahead of everybody else. Like miles ahead. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. I don't know about Jaguars and infotainment systems. They're not bad. Large. I mean... Uh, like compare, I mean, I compare it to the fucking nightmare that was iDrive and whatever the fuck you want to call that Mercedes was messing around with at the time, but it was just like miles ahead of everybody else. But all of that shit is irrelevant nowadays with Android auto and Apple CarPlay. So yeah, Apple CarPlay just makes everything easy. It's like, Hey, give me a screen and I'll do what I do for you. Like it just makes sense. Yeah. But, um, No, I mean, after the, uh, let's see, on my end, after the Buick, uh, I believe after the Buick, I picked up the Miata. Um, I had my first Miata. It was in red with black interior. Um, and then after I got rid of the Miata, I picked up a 2001 Honda Accord in sapphire blue. No, it wasn't sapphire blue. No, it was, I think, it's like this weird, like metallic, like dark marina blue or some shit like that. Um, it was nice, but the transmission started to slip a little bit, and I wasn't all about that life, so I got rid of it, and I was dating Millie at the time, 
um like we had just started dating i mean and she had her car she had her 96 Sentra, and i was like well why don't we just carpool instead and we just started carpooling for years we carpooled Man, carpooling is the best uh, yeah and after that i didn't have a car for a few years until i picked up the crv when we finally moved to the apartment um and she had picked up the civic she bought her she got her first ever new car she leased a 2015 honda civic um which was amazing because neither of us had ever had a new car before oh really so you got to play with all the new got to be the first time that butt was was in the seat yeah, 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 it was great. Like we loved that car. I mean, she loves that car still today more than she loves her new Civic. Um, and her new Civic is better equipped. It has more toys. It's yeah, around better car. But that first one, it, it's nothing like your first love. Um, and then after the CRV, the transmission grenaded itself, literally shred itself to pieces. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I had. My dad was lending me his, uh, well, no, he didn't even let, he eventually gave it to me. He gave me an 07 uh, Subaru Outback wagon that he had bought at auction. Oh, I remember it. Yeah. The white one. Um, and for reasons that I don't know why he never changed the head gasket on it, which we're supposed to. Um, and one day the head gasket went, the car overheated to high hell. And they're like, yep, you fucking destroyed the block. So it's going to be like $3,000 to replace the block. And so you're like, so basically get a new car. Yeah, I was like, fuck off, you can keep it. And we sold it to the uh we sold it to the mechanic. Um he replaced the engine and sold it and uh, gave it to his mom. And that was it. Oh, nice. And I've been carpooling with Mills ever since. And now I'm finally like financially stable enough to afford another, you know, another Miata. So that's what I'm getting. Um it's gonna be I think getting the Miata is gonna be good for you too, because you'll be able to have a project. Because whether you're going to or not, like you're gonna want to do it. Yeah, no, 100%. And you're going to want to be working on it, little things that you could do here and there. You start fucking with it. My, my theme that I'm, that I'm going for right now in my head is I want to do like a sort of revival, like a resto mod of like the old British roadsters. Um, oh, dope. So like I want to put a bunch of like ye olde like race car accents on the inside. So like a lot of like brushed aluminum and wood grain stuff. Um, Dude, that would be fucking dope. Yeah, like I want to do like the old school, like quilted leather panels on the interior instead of carpet. Um, quilted leather. Have you ever seen the, what that looks like? Yeah, it looks beautiful. I'm going to do it because the, there's a company that sells like the panels, like quilted leather panels that you can put on the inside. And it looks, bro, très magnifique. Oh my God. Yeah, I can't wait to see this when you're done with it. It's going to look fucking baller. Um, and it's not a fast car. Like I think that generation brand new from factory made like 140 horsepower. <laughs> um yeah but they're but they're what like four pounds yeah they, like there are like there are likely bugs in the animal kingdom that weigh more than a miata so yeah dude miata miatas come in under a ton like easy so i mean they're they're light cars so they don't make a lot of power but they're very zippy um oh for sure it's so fun it's gonna be nice to have a manual car again um but yeah that's that's what i'm excited for right now swheeling dealing trying to see what i can find out there that i like you should keep track of uh you should keep track of all the stuff you do to it take some pictures of it and stuff take videos there's going to be a build process that's going to be yes. so you're you're going to get to see but yes. like any good car that you're in love with and that you form a relationship with the project never finishes no for sure not yeah, yeah, yeah. you're always going to be working on it i'll get to a point where i'm happy with it and at that point i'll either let it stay the way it is and drive it until i can't drive it anymore or mm-hmm. i'll sell it and get a newer Miata and start that new project all over again. But 
I am hoping that for the first time in my life, I can buy a car and stick to that one chassis. So like, even I if think- the transmission goes like, okay, that's fine. The chassis is still good. We're going to give her a new heart, new transmission, um, you know, everything and start over. And try to keep her as, as original as possible. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, you, you can- What color is it? Uh, the one I'm looking at right now is uh, it's like f- like a nice like flake forest green. Um, Ooh, it's really pretty. Um, it's got a little bit of fading on the hood, but that's pretty normal. Miata used, I mean Mazda used very thin aluminum hoods, so. Um, but it's it's nice. I mean, I wish it was. It's got black uh, cloth interior. I wish it had the beige leather interior, but I mean, a boy can always dream. I mean, you can always change the interior out whenever you want to. It's just a matter of finding all the panels and then getting them to fit just right. Yeah. So. And getting. Uh, I mean, but I'm sure that you'll have you'll have plenty of more things to modify and fucking diddle with. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So. But yeah, that's basically it, man. So. Oh man, when are you getting it? I don't know. I'm still like talking to the guy going back and forth. And then I got to coordinate with, uh, with one of my buddies that's going to go up there with me. Cause he's a, he knows more about Mazdas and Miatas in general than anyone I know. Um, so I'm going to coordinate with him to see when we can go up there so he can take a look at it and tell me like, Hey, yeah, this is a good buy or no, maybe offer him a little less or, you know, let's stay away from this one. Cause this one's going to be a nightmare, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Just like, yeah. What is the overall grade of the car? What should you look out for? But that's awesome, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's been a minute. I remember you pulling up to my store in your Miata. Yep. And I mean, I'm definitely not going to be able to pull up to your store in a Miata anytime soon, but. Uh, You're not going to be able to pull up anywhere in a Miata anytime soon. You say that, but that's what quarantine cruises are for. <laughs> quarantine cruises? Yeah. It's like this thing on, uh, on the Miata subreddit where everybody goes for a quarantine cruise where they're like, oh, good. There's no cars on the road. Time to go for a little cruise during the quarantine. Oh, okay. We kind of did that at like early on in the quarantine. We like took a trip through the gables uh, and Miracle Mile at 12 on a Sunday was empty. Yep. Sounds about right. Like, fucking ghost town empty. We were like, wow, this is so weird. You hear that, um, that uh, what's the name of this Irish pub in, in Gables? Um, God, what's the name of that place? Fados? No, Fados Grove. No, Fados is the Grove. No, no, no. It's a... Uh... <laughs> He's in fucking in Gables, downtown Gables, the Irish pub. Um, hold on. I've been there like a handful of times and I know it's like a famous place down here in, in Miami. Uh, Irish pub. Nickens on the roof? What? No. Oh, John Martin's. John Martin's, yeah. They're closing, by the way. They're going out? Yeah, they're done. Yeah. There was like an article in like Miami New Times and in the Herald about it. They couldn't, yeah, they can't take the... I don't, what are they going to do? I don't know. I don't think they could have quarantined. The lease, the lease for that property has to be exuberant in, I, I, in the gables. And you're one of the oldest established businesses on Miracle Mile. Like John Martin's has been there forever. Since I was a kid, for sure. That's like, imagine if the Miracle Theater like didn't renew their lease. Do you know how much that Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, anyways. That's nuts, man. Uh... Do you have any announcements or any weird news uh, for this episode? It's okay. Oh, f- weird news I do not have. Okay. Well, well, I do have weird personal news. Yeah, what's your weird personal news? I'm pooping less now that I'm in a quarantine. It's weird. Are I you know. More junk food? 
No. Okay. A little bit. You're having a lot of more junk food, aren't you, James? Mm-hmm. A lot more. It's been a lot. But I'm trying to be better. I'm drinking more water and lemonade. Okay. I'm in. Hey, that's something. And I'm trying to eat celery and stuff. But yeah, I've gone from going three times a day to one time a day. And it's odd. So that's kind of weird. Oh, well. I'm sure you'll get back to it once all this is over. Yeah. Because that once a day is really bad. <laughs> you know? Is it like an explosion? But for a long time. <laughs> it's a really prolonged. <laughs> like if, if it took a stick of D- a TNT 10 minutes to blow up, like, <laughs> that's what taking a shit is like in quarantine Jesus for me. Thank God I haven't been quarantined. I don't know how weird my my life would be if I was quarantined. Well, my brain is going through very, 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 very weird things. <laughs> it's very weird. I mean, like the more at home I am, the more at home I want to be. Really? Like I've gone over the yeah. Like now I've gone over. Now I'm like want to go back to work. I don't want to. No, I don't want to leave anywhere. It's like oh, we have to go to the store for something because we're out of this. I'm like oh, I don't want to go do that. Yeah, I'm happy we're here at home. I'm just going to know this is my new world now. I've just, this is my world for the next foreseeable future. So this is, you've, you've accepted becoming a hermit. Good for you. Yeah. I'm a troglodyte now. So now you see what it's like when you guys invite me places and I just go, nah. <laughs> oh my God. No, but I'll force myself out. Related social anxiety. Welcome to my world. Oh my God. This is weird. Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you release COVID just to have everyone experience what you experienced? Shut up. They know. <laughs> Shh, they're on to me. But yeah. All right. Well, thank you for having patience with us and for waiting. Um, Outside the store as we collect all your items. Yeah. Just remember, uh, please, guys, six feet apart when in public, if you can wear a mask, uh, please do. Uh, There are a million tutorials online on how to make uh, masks at home from anything ranging from a T-shirt to a bandana to just a simple, you know, piece of cloth. Uh, If you know how to sew, there's plenty of tutorials online on how to make simple masks. Again, everything you hear, wash your hands as many times as humanly possible, at least 20 seconds. Um, Keep hand sanitizer handy whenever you can. Sure. Uh, And if you don't need to go out, don't. If you can order stuff to your house, please do that. Um, And uh, and if anyone tries to cough on you, stab a bitch. Yeah, right right in their fucking stupid face. Right in their stupid face. If everyone coughs on you, right in their stupid face, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Just just Um, send a message. Yeah, just make sure that everyone stay distrustful of uh your neighbor and any possible person that could ever come into contact with you um let go of any any ties you have to your friends and family because those aren't coming back and uh just remember the government is constantly trying to take your freedoms and uh establish authoritarian dictatorship so if everyone just stays positive and uh looks on the bright side i think we'll get through this you know real real easy and at minimum two years yeah, I think two years and we're out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We will be all right. <laughs> we'll be fine, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe a solar flare comes and fucking wipes out the planet. I don't know. I hope not. I hope not, too. That would be worse. I'd like to have a Miata for more than a year. Oh, my God. What if you break my record because the world ends? <laughs> I got my Miata and then gone. Thanks. Thanks, Dick. Sorry. Appreciate it. Um, But it uh, it's awesome to... uh 
sit down and record with you again. And it's awesome to talk to all of you guys again. And I hope that we will be able to get back to normal schedules soon, but we'll see. We're going to try. Thank you so much for your patience. We love all of you. Please stay safe. Um, Yes. Take all your purchases to the front, stay six feet apart and we'll see you guys next time. Love you. Yep. Stay healthy. Love you guys.